Today's episode features Adam Donald, Technical Director at SLB. Adam shares his 25-year career at the company and shares the importance of mentorship, what success is for him, how he defines success, what career challenges he's faced, and how he's navigated those. It's a great episode, and I really enjoyed getting to know more about Adam uh, and his time at the company. Please join on this episode of Beyond the Reservoir. My name is Hunter Holtzoppel, host of Beyond the Reservoir, and I'm excited to share with you the people and technology that make up the Reservoir performance team here at SLB. My hope is that you leave this episode having learned more about the guests and what they do in the energy industry and their careers along the way. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce Adam Donald, Technical Director for Geomechanics and All Things Acoustics. Adam, great to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Hunter. It's uh, much appreciated to be here. Uh, uh, thank you. And I would say good morning, but it's... it's uh, early evening for you, right? You're in Dubai. I'm in Dubai, UAE. That's correct. Dubai. Uh, but, uh, well, you haven't said too much, but, uh, I'm sure throughout the episode, the listener will be able to pick up that, uh, you are Canadian, correct? <laughs> I've been outside of Canada now since, uh, 2004, but started my career. Uh, yeah, I'm Canadian and started my career there in 1998, actually as a field engineer. And that was what about twenty five years ago? Is that okay to say? Almost exactly. <laughs> thanks. Yes, almost exactly twenty five years ago, uh, June uh, nineteen ninety eight. So that's when uh, most of us were recruited um, from all the Canadian universities to work. Actually, uh, all the tight gas, uh, shallow logging in uh, in Alberta. I guess would that be considered winter projects? That's yeah. Winter projects was one of those things. Um, but yeah. it was, yeah, it was just basically all the, uh, the Northern part of, uh, Alberta gets frozen in the winter and it's, yeah. uh, the best time to drive the uh, logging units and the rigs on these, on these areas. So it's the only time for access and it's yeah. uh, great. It was actually one of the best experiences that I had in, in SLB, um, because we did jobs day after day after day and we enjoyed very cold weather, but it was extremely sunny, um, yeah. in the winter. And that's something that people don't always uh, realize is that uh, winters in, in Alberta, uh, especially the north, are cold, but they're they're actually quite beautiful and quite refreshing because you get a lot of sunlight. Yeah, I actually started my uh, career the same way. So I was in winter projects uh, and it was, uh, like you said, rewarding, but a little bit, you know, uh, crazy. I was just like so much activity going on. Uh, it was wild that, you know, someone or some people could manage that whole kind of uplift in activity for the listener. I guess they might not know. I mean, that, that area goes from very little logging to, you know, I think when I was there, it was like 30 units. I mean, it was, it was insane. Yeah, It was insane, so, but that actually did me, uh, did me well because I, I spent a lot of time in Alberta, but then I spent one season in, uh, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia as well, uh, working mm -hmm. offshore and some of the, uh, some of the projects out there. And and that really uh, I needed that the the ability to do the operations uh, kind of automatically or instinctly, and it yeah. was more about learning the different uh, the different environments when you're on an offshore rig and time slows down. Well, time slows down pretty quick uh, pretty quickly, but it's also an yeah. intense environment. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting. I mean, I went I went from winter projects to Bakersfield and then offshore, but same similar thing. I mean, the routine, the same, you know, a lot, a lot of quick operations and then, uh, you know, going to something like once a month, uh, was quite a different, uh, experience, but this isn't about me. It's about you. Uh, what, what, can you tell a little bit about your career? Uh, because you know, now you're technical sure. director, um, but started in the field, which is, uh, you know, how many of us got our start, not all of us, but many of us. Um, so how did you kind of, uh, well, create your path? 
Well, so so the one unique thing about me is that um, is that I actually my 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 degree in university uh, was in geological engineering. So mm-hmm. I already had a, sort of a geoscience uh, thread to what I what I was wanting to do. Um, and it, and basically, when approached uh, and when looking at a lot of uh, different opportunities, I, I like the outdoors. So okay. being outdoors, uh, doing that, I grew up in a, a small town called Elmira, Ontario, which is just uh, north of, of Waterloo. People may know the the BlackBerry uh, device that was there in the early 2000s. That's basically where I grew up. Okay. Um, went, went there for engineering, but... You know, I, I actually got into geology. I originally thought civil engineering was the best way to go, but uh, I uh, one of my classmates, her father was a professor at, at, at the university at Waterloo in geological and convinced me that geological was a way to go if I wanted to work outside and travel and have adventure. Um, and I said, hey, sign me up. So uh, being being a kid always in the, up, up north in uh, Muskoka's and cottage country, basically, you know, between uh, canoeing, water skiing, fishing, hiking, that was that was kind of what what got me into doing the geosciences. And then from there, it was uh, I did a lot of co-op jobs, actually. So at, at the university, we had uh, we worked every four months and one of my uh one of my uh co-op positions was in calgary alberta and i worked for an environmental company doing environmental geophysics and it so happened that the the manager uh that hired me um at that geophysics company was an slb wireline field engineer at one time yeah and he did his master's at Waterloo and groundwater and everybody talked about how great this guy was his name was his name is Paul Bauman and he was like yeah everybody referred to him as the the guy to go to and he used to work for Schlumberger or SLB now right so yeah uh, I thought wow maybe I should go work for that company because this guy was cool it was good to work with and he was a good guy so that was one of my uh, my reasons to do that uh, and then my background at the university was all in rock mechanics, geomechanics. And uh, the professor there was a guy named Maurice Dussault, who, um, you know, he, he established that program and, and I knew him before going to university. So between Maurice and then Paul, that, those were the two main influencers of me yeah. coming into, into SLB. That's, um, a, that's interest, interesting. I think uh, one, one, comment you made and, and similar to some things I've heard in the past is, you know, you had one kind of path in mind. I think you said civil engineering, uh, but it was one person or one kind of, you know, uh, event that kind of changed that course. And then, you know, it's, it's obviously been a, a very good change for you. That's, it's, it's interesting to hear kind of well, like how it's, it could be just one moment. Well, and, and that moment was actually even further interesting. I, I love sports, right? So whatever mm-hmm. type of sport I, I love doing, even if I'm not great at it. But I was actually uh, coaching uh, and, and, and doing a community basketball session at the, at the school. So this uh-huh. guy, Maurice, was the, he was the, uh, basically the, the parent um, that was overviewing the whole program. And he was like, hey, you know, and that's when we had the conversation. If I wasn't coaching basketball at that time. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing that, Maurice wouldn't have talked to me, and and I, I didn't know that. So that, that was kind of one of yeah. those uh, fortuitous experiences. I was like, oh, okay, that kind of sticks in my head. So yeah, but I, I think the other thing too is that you know uh, my dad was always like, you know, if you're an engineer, you know, there, there's got to be a, a job for you somewhere. Um, yeah, and and that was uh, you know growing up in the early '90s, uh, you know, there, there was a little bit different in, 
in Canada in terms of uh, jobs and job security and stuff. So that really, uh, you know, having a life in SLB of if there wasn't work in one spot, then you would get moved to another another location where there was work. So that's kind of the other motivating factor of joining SLB. It was was more about um, always having a, a, a job and being able to move as long as you did a good job and you approve yourself, then, you know, generally speaking, uh, you could move wherever. Um, and that's kind of what has driven me uh, even to this day. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's seven different countries and, and nine wow. different moves um, that, that has taken me from, you know, from, uh, from Alberta and starting in Edmonton, um, uh, Dartmouth. And then after my field career, I, did a, I actually did an a educational leave. Where mm-hmm. there was, uh, so uh, the manager at the time, the wireline, he wanted, he said, you know, there's this uh, discipline called geomechanics. It's really becoming big. And, you know, hey, do you, you know, if you want to do a master's degree, this is the time to do it. We'll take a break. And luckily it was good. We, we worked out a scholarship with the Canadian government and I went to a university in Halifax called Dalhousie University. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's got one of the oldest mining schools in the country where, I literally did uh, acoustic measurements on rock for yeah. understanding tight gas. And, and basically it was, you know, right now what I'm doing is acoustics and geomechanics. Well, I, I didn't <laughs> know that at the time, obviously, but when I did my master's, it was all about these laboratory measurements. And that yeah. was really fun because I could do measurements, but now it was not on a logging truck in a borehole, but I was in a laboratory and yeah. then I started really understanding actually how to write. And the biggest thing for me was, you know, writing papers or writing uh, articles and stuff. But I had to do that to do my master's degree. And um, and then another and then then another person came into my life, a guy named Tom Bratton, who used to be an advisor in petrophysics and, and geomechanics mm-hmm. in, in SLB. He kind of took me under my wing as the SLB sponsor for my master's. Yeah. And then after, you know, after after two years there. And completing that, uh, Tom brought me to Denver, uh, Colorado in 2004 and said, hey, I'm, I'm coming up there. There's this new sonic tool that's being built. It's called the yeah. Sonic Scanner. And uh, hey, why, why don't you, uh, you know, we, we've got to figure out how to sell that in Denver. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I got married when I was doing my um, my master's uh, mm-hmm. to my wife Lori, and and we said, okay, are we up for this adventure? And and took off out of Canada to go to Denver to do that. So, awesome. um, Tom's uh, continued to be a mentor of mine. I mean, he's he's retired, and uh, after you know, he's working in in the U.S. and Denver still doing consulting on all this carbon capture and geomechanics work for for various different companies um, mm-hmm. and state governments. But uh, yeah, he was a a guy that took me under my wing to mentor me in that uh in that stage of uh, of my career of getting into the technical things so after being in the field for four years transitioning into being a petrotechnical expert that was the that was the key and and that's really where i established i think uh uh skills in terms of um you know learning how to talk to customers and translating measurements into what do they mean yeah Um, and that was the thing with the sonic right so that's uh, it's interesting, and there's a few things there that really, I mean, I can see how uh, it helped. Uh, you know, maybe at the time you didn't know know it, but 
it would help your career in the future. I mean, uh, you know, obviously you got a master's for a master's program to, to learn more, but the, the ability to learn how to write is, is probably something you didn't think you would learn there. Um, and right. then of course getting mentors, uh, you know, it's very important, I think, to have someone that's not just a manager, uh, at a company that can help guide you and, 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 and help, you know, push you along and, and show you the way. Um, I think that's very important for, uh, not just, people who are in the company now, but any company, anywhere, you know, find a mentor, find someone that can help you. Um, it's good to hear that you've had a few of them along the way, uh, um, to get yeah, to where you well, are now. And, and, you know, it's the small things, right? I mean, it was, uh, for me to get my first technical promotion to be senior, they said, well, you need to do a, a presentation at a society meeting. So yeah. there was the Denver Well Logging Society, um, and Tom had said, okay, well, you're doing all this work on sonic processing, and, and that was the thing. They wouldn't let me do geomechanics until I could uh, understand sonic data, so mm -hmm. acoustic waves and boreholes, trying to figure out what they mean in terms of the rock properties and fractures and, and, and that sort of thing. So I said, okay, I guess I better give that presentation. And I, I remember that presentation like it was yesterday, but Tom was the one who, you know, kind of really said, okay, pushed me towards, well, if you're going to get promoted, you have to do these things. So yeah. presentation skills, super important. Uh, and then writing papers. And that was like my first SPWLA paper, Tom and yeah. I, uh, uh, that was in, in Mexico. First time out of, uh, you know, really, I think it was the first time out of, uh, it was out of the U.S., I guess. I, first, my first time to Mexico, I was like, okay, I guess I'll go there and present this paper. So, yeah, no, Tom was uh, was, a, was a big factor in that uh, to, to get me to those, maybe some of those non-technical skills too, as you say, right? Yeah. Communication, writing, presentations. Um, yeah. and, and, and that, I think, for most technical people is probably more difficult sometimes yeah. than doing so the analysis of the coding. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, speaking of papers, I think, uh, I saw you have a couple being, uh, shown this week actually here in Houston. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 No, uh, we have, have a few at the image conference for sure. in uh, in yeah. Houston, um, we've done some collaborative work with some, some customers in, uh, uh, globally in Houston there. Um, we have some customers in the, um, in, um, in the Middle East, the MENA region that we're also collaborating, um, on that aspect. And, and I, uh, that's actually one of my motivating factors, uh, throughout my career is creating a paper with a customer, um, and doing a case study. And yeah. that's one of the things it's like, that's, that's, that's my contribution to, you know, the the industry, but also to SLB and also to technology and advancement, right? So that that yeah. really keeps me motivated um, to do those those knowledge sharing and, and 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 that aspect. Yeah, it's really important, I think, too, because that's one of the few ways to share, you know, d domain knowledge or knowledge with you know, cause you can't tell everyone everything all the time. So, you know, to be able to now, especially with the internet to like Google, uh, the problem someone may have and find your paper or a paper, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, awesome. Awesome. Uh, that you can be, uh, that, that, that skill is, you know, translated so far into your career. Um, it, it it has, but it, I would also say that, you know, I've had, uh, you know, the, and my title as a technical director, I think I've had it for nine years now. So, yeah. um, you know, but I've, I've moved three different times and people often ask me, well, how could you do the same job for nine years? And I'm like, I'm not really doing the same job for nine years. Yeah. It's, it's the same title, but, I, but, you know, technology moves so quickly that mm -hmm. 
all of a sudden we go from um, different ways of, of of analyzing the data uh, versus different software or different ways of communicating that to customers. And all of a sudden that that those nine years as technical director as part of the, the headquarters team is actually probably in two or three year intervals of yeah. these mini projects that, that we're able to do. And, and I would say too, I mean, just having, you know, talked to you for the last year, year and a half now, it, it seems like you, you know, you, you're not afraid to look beyond just your domain and see how everything integrates and, and works together, because I think that's important. You know, nothing in life or in the world is, is kind of on its own. Everything has a, a push and pull. Um, and so to see how that all yeah. interacts. So I'm sure you get to learn uh, as you go uh, in your career. Well, yeah. So I, there's a couple instances that come to my mind. I mean, when I first got to Denver, I, I was supposed to do this sonic uh, processing and analysis and products. And, you know, the the people that I actually worked with the most were the borehole geologists because they had the images. And it was like, mm -hmm. okay, so I, I, I really should understand something more about how they're doing their the borehole geology, understand the rock and the images and how that, that integrates in with the acoustics. Um, and that was the first thing, but it was a, it was a very much a, I say a brotherly competition, right? It was yeah. about competing on, on what we could do and what we could do together and, and how we could do that. But then it, it's sort of, if you think, if you take it forward, we have, uh, all these things, all the new technologies coming out, like our, our epilog services, essentially, where we're combining acoustic measurements and ultrasonic measurements. Mm -hmm. And that to me is just fascinating. I mean, that's something in the last couple of years that I've been learning from my colleagues on. So I'm not, I'm no, I'm, I, I'm the, I, I'm again another mentee to yeah. my colleagues that have done something else. Uh, same with fiber optics, uh, yeah. fascinating uh, application. But I, you know, I, I look at it's my duty or it's my uh, it's my responsibility to learn about these other things because uh, you know that integration is what make things you know it makes things more powerful. And yeah, I think that uh, you know I think we need to keep doing that, right? So. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, again awesome to see your you know your uh, uh, how you continue to stay hungry and and uh i guess maybe you know another way or another thing to ask on that same path or same question line of questioning is um you know what is success because i think you know someone could say well success to me is becoming technical director and then nine years ago you could have just said oh, i'm right i'm ready to retire but you know obviously you have it you're still here so how how yeah. do you you know what is success to you i guess and how do you continue to push forward and uh you know succeed in a company of, of this size um and this yeah. breadth so I think the thing is, is that I think we all have to realize we have our, our place in either the company, the industry, our domain, our community, and what have you, right? So for mm -hmm. me, success is um, having, you know, for me, what I've been doing over the last number of years is uh, people have ideas and people say, hey, what, what could we do here? What could we do there? And a success to me is being able to take an idea uh, putting it into some sort of proof of concept and then be able to deliver that and create value out of that um, mm -hmm. for obviously SLB, but not just, for, uh, we're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for 
um, the energy industry, right? We're doing it yeah. to uh, make sure that we have uh, that we de-risk our carbon capture projects. We, you know, uh, we make sure we have an impact on geothermal, and then also, obviously, we're, we're impacting on on those reservoirs. So, if we can, you know, success for me is making uh, projects successful itself. Um, success for me is making sure that knowledge is shared and we advance that knowledge. And, and then the other thing is to, you know, to make sure people grow, right? I mean, uh, this is the other aspect. I look at like paying it forward. I've had a lot of really good mentors. I need to be able to do that for other people. Um, and, and actually I, I'm, you know, it's kind of a weird point in my career. Okay. After 25 years, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of new things like this whole aspect of this digital revolution almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the, you know, and, and, and some of these, um, I would say more junior scientists or even researchers, they're mentoring us on, yeah. on how they're doing things. But then it's our responsibility to connect those types of technologies to what we're doing in a relevant, uh, in a relevant uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's very important. And, and um, you know, I like the way that you define success. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, like you said, good for the entire community. Um, and, and, you know, their the community's success, our customer success, the energy industry's success is, is our success as well. Um, yeah. another thing you're, you're very successful at, at least from my perspective is being able to distill very complex, uh, concepts, mm. um, and, and someone like me can even understand. Um, is that something that you've, you know, grown, uh, through your career or you just kind of uh, well, naturally born with that ability i think there's two there's two aspects to it my um my uh my father was in sales and he was in agricultural mm-hmm. sales and my uh, my mom uh was in healthcare. she was a nurse and 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 etc so i i really do believe i have a bit of both the technical side and i have the both the kind of the the sales side and the you know that contact with people so mm-hmm. i i think i'm born partly with both of that but I also realized that um, that in order to um, to get my point across, I, we have all these complex data, and if yeah. I what, if I didn't figure out a way to distill it in in such a way that people could use it, I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't you know I wasn't gonna fulfill the requirements to to do uh, to advance things right. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that was the the interesting part when we were in uh, when I was in Denver, my first kind of real technical posting. It, it really came out that uh, the manager said, listen, there's some sales guys here. You need to go with them. They'll tell you when, you know, the the impact of what they're doing. You just need to make sure those measurements relate to what, what their observations are and what the customer is having problems with. So I think it's a skill that I've – it's been kind of um, – matured over time. Um, and it's something that I'm probably uh, gifted with in terms of, I know a, a lot of things about, uh, but it's it's deep enough that I can talk to a researcher, but it's also, um, uh, but, but it's also something that I can distill to talk to a driller or a completions mm-hmm. person and relating those observations they have, which are all real to yeah. maybe a more high level physics or maybe something going on that way. And yeah. and I'm always after trying to understand the uh, basically the compelling event. What makes this change, or what makes someone make a decision, or what what is the significant value of, of all those things, right? Um, yeah. And that that was where actually when I went to after Denver, I went to Norway, and uh, I was the geomechanics team lead for the for the North Sea there, and that's where I really also learned how to work with drillers who didn't really want 
you know, they didn't want complicated things. They wanted people to explain why they were having problems drilling. And, and that to me, that was probably the toughest part of my career was going to Norway. It was the first time I was overseas. Um, uh, Denver was very, I mean, uh, between Americans and Canadians, we're, we're kind of cousins. So it's yeah. very similar culture and very similar people. But going to Norway, it was, uh, uh, I had two, uh, two young children. So my, my son and daughter were, uh, were uh, six months and, and, and two years uh, or two and a half years, respectively. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was challenging, um, moving to a new country, moving to a new location. And I think those three years, I learned more than I had um, in, in the pre- previous 10 of my career yeah. um, in terms of getting through things, because you were thrown into an environment. I had a lot of good support, but that was the most challenging position I had um, in, in my career. And I think it just taught me how to persevere. But if I didn't uh, convey my thoughts and, and being uh, of value to my customers, I wasn't going to be successful. So, um, and that, that really drove me that my family made their sacrifice to come over. Uh, we were there in a new environment. So uh, there was no, uh, the, the, you know, I had to find some way to be successful that way. Yeah, I can uh, relate. I mean, with two little ones now, we didn't move across uh, or, you know, continents or anything. We just moved, uh, you know, cities from Midland, Texas to Houston, which is, you know, pretty drastic. Uh, But but it it is challenging, especially with with little ones. Um, So I commend you for that. Yeah. Speaking of you know challenges, you mentioned you know that that move or or that kind of time in your life was challenging. But is there something uh, you know uh, overall that um, you, you know almost on a day to day or or you know just continual challenge that you, you find that you often face that you know because I guess without challenges we we don't have success because kind of that helps right. push us forward. Um, are there day to day challenges that you kind of feel you see but have found a way to to navigate through um you know like for me getting up early can be a challenge uh, and i you know set my alarm earlier something like that <laughs> well i guess for me it, there, there's a there's a couple challenges i found there's a balance i mean as your life goes on especially now my my kids are now 16 17 and um and then we've moved a, a number of times so that we're kind of used to that but it's still a challenge with balancing um activities with for instance my uh my, my, between the family of the four of us but also my wife and then also it's about traveling so i spend a lot of time traveling mm-hmm. um whether it's uh i, I mean I, I went to australia last week um you know in the next few weeks i could be going to saudi arabia or or any of the areas around here but it's a challenge to balance, you know, uh, the, uh, things needed at home, but also things needed for uh, for that, and I'm and then for 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 your job. And I think the main thing for me is is to be uh, it, it, that I'm grateful with with SLB is to have um, the flexibility. Uh, and that to me is what's really, uh, needed for my success. And I'm grateful that, that the company uh, acknowledges that we need flexibility. 
Um, yeah. We work very, very hard. We, you know, we spend lots of times maybe away from our families, but um, when we are home and and when we have other things that there's very flexible as long as we're meeting um, the challenges for the customers and then in, and, and, and for the company to be successful. So yeah. that's the one thing that I really like about SLB is that it's, it's very flexible. Uh, if there's even family emergencies or anything you have to deal with, they're always very uh, supportive on that matter. Um, and yeah. it just means you just have to deliver on what you said you would. And, and there's a trust there for that. Yeah, that's uh, very true. I, I mean, I have the same feeling and, and, you know, I don't, probably don't travel nearly as much as you do, but uh, ha- have been, will be, uh, at least in this role. And yeah, having that ability to kind of, you know, make up days or spend that time with your family is, is huge, huge for us as well. Yeah. Um, but I but I would also say the other the other challenge I have I would think working in a in a big, uh, very large company and diverse and 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 fascinating with different types of people I think giving people the benefit of the doubt is probably I have to keep reminding myself of that people yeah. make decisions because they are think they're doing what they should be doing and and fair enough but. A lot of times, if you're working across different cultures or different different countries, different business environments, you may not understand the full picture. Um, yeah. So certain decisions people are making, they're probably for the best of, 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 of those things. And working together with them, you just have to maybe take a step back, ask a few questions first uh, before making any decisions or judgments on your side. And then figure out the path forward but most most things can be can be uh can be done through better communication and i think that's that's the most important thing yeah that's very true uh it's it's a good reminder for myself even i mean you know it's, it's uh, easy to jump to conclusions so uh that's a big one um so we, you know, we, we talked a lot about your career and you know life at SLB. Um, is there anything you can share on passions outside of work that keep you kind of uh, interested on your time off, other than you know, of course, family? Yeah. So I think the main thing for me is staying physically active um, in terms of sports and physical activity, you know, outside of work. So I think that's the the first thing, and I enjoyed you know doing that with either with friends but also uh, wife, family. So that's, it's all part of it, right? But what the yeah. interesting thing is, depending on where you live, depends on what sports you're able able yeah. to do. So, um, for instance, in Dubai, I've um, gotten back into sort of cycling, but road cycling in the desert, which I can enjoy okay. with, with, with friends from SLB, but also um, met friends outside of SLB, which is, which is, which is nice. Uh, my yeah. wife sometimes comes out with me, so that's good. But then there's also a lot of golf here, which which I enjoy um, working out. And then, um, you know, I think a little bit earlier in days, I, I played hockey in my career, ice hockey. Um, played that almost in every country that I lived, including Abu Dhabi here, wow. which is a huge ice hockey area. I played in Malaysia, uh, played in, in Norway, um, you know, so and played in Denver as well. So uh, so that was the the Canadian part of me to still connect with other Canadian expats yeah. all over the place. Um, not only that, I mean, uh, we were in uh, Romania before being in Dubai here. 
And uh, that was, we had a, a massive forest behind us. So a lot of hiking, walking the dogs there, but also mountain biking. And that was mm-hmm. another spot to there to do that. So I think physical activity, um, like skiing as well, uh, outdoor, like all the classical winter sports. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, and then uh, when I can, there's the odd uh, odd fishing trip that comes up. So I think oh, it's just nice. a matter of, of keeping busy and doing that. Uh, um, and, you know, the other thing that, that is really good about the traveling part is and living in different spots, you have friends in different places. So yeah. for me, when I'm traveling someplace, usually I'll have a somebody I'll have met over the past two decades um, that are living there and, and doing that. And sometimes we go back as a, 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 my wife and I are as a family to see those people, but it's, it's also to maintain those relationships uh yeah. as as we go forward right so that's the that's the other fun part of uh, of that aspect yeah very cool you probably have lots of little pockets of people that you know around the world and uh lots yeah. of different experience i i would have never have guessed that there's a a large uh ice hockey community in in the desert in, in dubai yeah. uh that's pretty cool uh, yeah i i enjoy staying staying active outside as well uh, although this summer has been brutal i'm um, looking forward to this, some cooler weather hopefully uh in the next well, couple of months that's the one similar thing between houston and dubai it's it's uh very hot humid in the summer and it's almost unbearable yeah. so i when well, i always uh try to relate that to family <laughs> In, in Canada and friends in Canada. And I was like, well, it's just like in Canada, you don't spend, you know, if yeah. it's 20 minus 20 outside. You don't spend a whole lot of time outside. Right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, so it's, it's just flipped around. That's all. Yeah. I told my wife, I'd love to move back to Wisconsin where I went to school. And she's like, <laughs> you know, that's because we just there in the summer. It's hot here. Imagine the winter, you know, it's freezing. I was like, okay, good point. Uh, yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, different, different sides of the coin. Um, so, uh, Adam, it's been uh, a little over a half hour. I really appreciate getting to knowing about your career, what drives you, kind yeah. of what the challenges are. Um, what, what's something that you'd tell a new um, recruit, whether it's here at SLB or, or just in the energy industry or in, in any industry as a whole? Is there something you could say uh, to them that, that you think would help guide them on their career journey? I would just say, I mean, for me, it's been a passion to, uh, you know, to look at at geology, look at rocks, look at data, find something you like and, Mm -hmm. you know, pursue that and whatever way it takes you, but also ask lots of questions, be inquisitive and, and try to understand where you want to, where you eventually want to work, right? Do you want to work outside? Do you want to work in a lab? Do you want to work in an office? Do you want to give lots of presentations and communicate, et cetera, like figure out, what what drives you on that aspect right so and then the and the energy industry is so um diverse in terms mm-hmm. of look at where we're at now with the new energy right um nobody would necessarily have predicted where we are now um so things have changed tremendously you look at the unconventional boom that that, that happened uh 15 years ago um yeah. we look at carbon capture now we look at geothermal the energy industry will continue to evolve um, yeah. And maybe it's, it goes more into mining or maybe it goes more into environmental, et cetera, but it continues to evolve. And that's the one thing that, that, that keeps us on our toes. I mean, there are other industries that haven't changed very much yeah. um, and, and that's okay too. Uh, but if you, if you're, uh, you, you know, if you want to embrace change, this is one industry that you're going to have to embrace change on. Um, yeah. And the, the other thing is, is that every single different discipline 
works in the energy industry. You have accountants, you have, uh, you know, you have finance, you have uh, business, um, HR. you know, you have HR, you've got uh, mechanical people, electrical people, you got geological people. Everybody comes from a different background to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the one thing I've been doing recently is going around to the different uh, manufacturing centers and, and a lot of those people start that's where they start their career as like a mechanical or electrical engineer and it's very interesting to see kind of their career paths uh, but as you said i mean there's you know plenty of disciplines and on that same note the the there's a tremendous amount of technology you know everything you said is very true um and i think another thing to add is just the the evolution of technology in the industry is like so rapid i don't know because i don't haven't worked in another industry how fast it is in, in those uh, uh areas but like the the amount of technology progression uh that i've seen in the company and in the industry is like tremendous so it's it's really cool I would say, though, that the people I meet outside of SLB, wherever I've lived, that's generally a good thing to do is to look at, you know, these different types of industries and then ask questions about them. And, and yeah. how does that relate to ours? Right. So, yeah, um, that's always that's always fun to do as well. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, we're not just uh, in this industry. Uh, you know, I think there's some uh, maybe connotations or assumptions of, you know, the people who work here. And it's just so much more than that. Um, so I appreciate you making that comment. Um, and hopefully people uh, take another look at, at this industry as a whole. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I appreciate the uh, the time, Adam. Typically, how I end these is with some rapid fire questions, if you're open to that. I'm, I'm sure open to it. No problem, Hunter. All right. Perfect. So um, uh, I'll just ask the question and whatever comes to mind, um, we'll go for it. So what's your uh, favorite food? I have to admit, I, I like steak. So steak, steak is probably my, yeah, steak, steak and, and, and with potatoes and veg. So, um, that whole, that whole food dish right there is, is definitely my go-to. Yeah. It's a little early for me for that, but I'm quite hungry. It sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> if you were to order coffee, what would your coffee order be? <laughs> That's evolved over the years. So, you know, uh, I would originally be a, if you're Canadian, you know what a double double is, um, if you mm -hmm. go to Tim Hortons. Um, but now I'm actually a strict Americano. So okay. I'm a Americano or a black coffee for, for me right now. It's interesting. I enjoy the, the taste of that. So, yeah, that's so I, I, I almost strictly drink black coffee, but it's funny. Uh, uh, when I went to, you know, traveling to Europe or, or wherever, um, th there's a lot more espresso based drinks where at least for me here in the U S it's always like just drip coffee. So, yeah. uh, I, I was like, I'll just take a coffee. And, and it was kind of like, well, do you know, how do you want it? was, it was hard for me to understand for a while, but now I, I get the appeal espresso. That's a whole nother world. So maybe one day I'll step into that beach vacation or mountain retreat. Would you rather go to the beach or hit up the mountains? I uh, the water. I've got to be water. next to the water. So water has always been uh, part of my, actually, it's kind of interesting. Water is definitely, uh, I, you know, we have a, we have a place in, uh, in Canada that we go back to, um, which is on the water. So it's okay. on uh, Georgian Bay. Um, so definitely that aspect is, is, is what I, uh, is, is, is where I'd like to go to uh, if, if for any sort of vacation that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't like water, I like the mountains, but that's my, that would my first go-to is water. So yeah. Water makes sense. Um, if you could meet any famous person, who would that be? Actually, you know, I would, I would really love to meet, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. 
Oh, okay. Uh, he's an author. Um, yeah. And he's a Canadian author, actually. And he, is, he grew up in the same town that I did, but he's a bit older. I've never uh, never met him. Yeah. Um, but oh, he grew up uh, in the same town. He, he did, yeah, in Elmira. Wow. And his mother and father actually were at the uh, – uh, his, his father taught me at university. He was a professor oh, at Waterloo. Wow. And uh, they went to our church uh, in uh, in Canada. So it was interesting, but I've never met him. And he I've read all of his books. And yeah. I, and that's you know that's really uh, he has it's it's light reads it's you know he's got a lot of uh, of interesting books that that really are you know are fascinating in terms of uh, of uh, of social um, circumstances which I would probably say so I think I'd like to meet him and have a chat with him that that would be really nice yeah I think he also has a podcast I think is revisionist history uh, yeah yeah I've read a few yeah. of his books very good author speaking of books. Do you have a book recommendation for the audience or podcast well, or anything? if I would say any, yeah, I'd say one of the, I don't know. He, he's got a lot of, uh, I would say one of Malcolm's books for sure. Yeah. Um, the one that I really liked is, is something called David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about the perception of the underdog. And yeah. he, he, and what I like about it is he has, he tells these short stories about relevant things that happen in our lives and the way to look at them. So I think that book for sure is, uh, is something that I, 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 uh, I would recommend people to read. Um, it's not too heavy. It's, it's a light read and, and probably find it enjoyable. So, yeah, I have not read that one. I read, I think the first one was outliers and then uh, I can't remember yeah. a couple of the others, um, but maybe I'll have to pick up or, uh, yeah. lately I like to listen on audible. So maybe I'll listen to that on yeah. my plane ride. He's to got, Singapore. Yeah, he's got a few there. He's got a few. So, uh, no, they're, yeah. they're all different, but, but good that way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's a, a interesting connection to to the to the person you like to meet. Uh, very small yep. world. Um, so yeah, Adam, I appreciate it. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, so I appreciate you taking the time today um, and uh, sharing a little bit about your story, your career, and and kind of how you've navigated that. Thank you very much, Hunter. I appreciate it and uh, appreciate uh, all the listeners. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up again. I think we're meeting up in Abu Dhabi at Adipak, uh in, in about a month. So yeah, and this probably will release right about then. So perfect timing. So good, right. to, good to hear from you. Good to see you, and and we'll see you soon. Thanks again, Hunter. 